0: Hey friends, it's Shauna, your nerdy girlfriend from SimpleOnPurpose.ca. Welcome to the Simple On Purpose podcast. For those of you who are new here, welcome. I am Shauna. I'm a mom of three living in small town Canada. And I am here on the podcast weekly, but really it's been more like bi-weekly lately because hashtag life demands a lot out of me. So I have been showing up here as often as I can. And I am aiming to share episodes with you, information, insights, ideas that are going to help you slow down, simplify your home, your heart, your life, and show up well for the things that really matter the most to you. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to those of you who are in spring break. Spring break is happening here where I am in British Columbia and something magical about spring break in our home is that my three kids go to my in-laws farm. So they live a few hours away, but when they go to that farm in the spring, it's like summer camp for them. There's farm animals, there's baby farm animals, there's daily activities, there's ice cream. Like this is the funnest week they have out of the whole year, aside from when they go again in the summer. You know, we suddenly got a little worried this time that, oh man, these grandparents bring it. What are our kids going to expect of us when we become grandparents? (laughs) Like this is a high bar that they're setting, which, you know, I admire them for it. They also make it look easy and fun. So maybe this will be a legacy that we can continue on. Who knows? But this is also exciting time for the parents, for Connor and I, because we will often take a couple of nights away. So I worked my butt off to get my school done so I wouldn't have any school assignments hanging over my head, hence the lack of the new podcast episode next week. I was doubling down on school so that I could take some days this week and just be away from it all. We went to the city. We stayed in a cheap, cute, but very loud motel that involved a 8.30 wake-up call with a leaf blower and a pressure washer, but all in all, we ate some really good food, we looked at appliances for the kitchen renovation we have coming up this summer, we were still talking at the end of appliance shopping, so I think that's a good sign, and we just had, we had a lot of fun, we had a lot of fun just, you know, having that time to ourselves as parents can imagine, right? This is something that every year when we're like, oh, should we do something for spring break? My husband's like, we should stay home. We should save money. And I'm like home, like where our dishes are and like our laundry baskets. Like I don't want to be around those things. No, thank you. So it's usually a discussion we have, but I'm the one who constantly lobbies for us to go away. And I'm going to get a little deep here for a minute. So this, this spring break, And this time in the summer when the kids are at the in-laws, that's pretty special. We don't get time throughout the year where it's just the two of us very often. We don't do much throughout the year. Like this is kind of, we've saved it all up for, for this. And to me, when that opportunity comes up for us to do something and we're on the fence, should we venture out? Should we spend the money? Should we take that time away? Like there's lots of work I could have been doing if I stayed at home. I am getting more and more passionate about saying yes to these opportunities because really, you just don't know. You just don't know what the future will hold. I was really struck deeply watching my parents go through what are supposed to be their golden years over these past few years, and my mom developing dementia over the past decade, and seeing that all of the plans that they had for these years, these golden years, are not so golden anymore. So it just makes me want to savor it now. I started saving up for these trips throughout the year. And I'm not saying like, go and break the bank. I'm just saying, make the point of celebrating together. Celebrate your hard work, because every day in a relationship is hard work. I'm saying to just celebrate the opportunity to be with one another, to have fun with one another, to relax with one another. I would like to do this more often in little ways. But when a big way is available too, I want to be there for that. I want to say yes to that. So that's my pitch. That's where I'm going with all of this. If you're a couple out there, even friends, like you should date your friends. I've written about this in the past. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. Take the opportunity to just be with one another and and have fun and savor it whatever that looks like to you guys. You know, this can look like whatever you want it to be. It can look like a little coffee away, a little picnic in like at the park. Like this can look like anything. One thing that I'm going to be doing this spring is take my daughter. She's the middle child between two boys who played hockey this year. So I'm going to take her on a hockey sibling appreciation night for all of the hours she spent in truck rides, in a rink, playing mini sticks with her brothers, listening to her brothers talk and talk about hockey. I'm going to do something special for her just to honor like that she showed up for that, that she was part of this whole experience that our family went through. So my besties and I are going to pool in and take all of our girls out for the night. I didn't really plan to share all of this at the beginning of this episode because this episode is about why it is important to have less. And maybe you can see that connection though, the difference in having a life of stuff versus having a life of relationships and experiences. And what's that saying? I've seen it on like pillows, collect memories, not things. I always thought that was cheesy, but you know, it feels truer and truer to me the more I go on. Today's episode is reasons why having less matters. If that's proper grammar, I'll find out later. (laughs) The title might be updated. I often learn these things once I type them out and Grammarly flags it for me. But anyways, this is a topic that was suggested in the feedback survey. So the feedback survey is open. It's open every spring. I'm going to link that in the show notes. If you want to take a couple of minutes and give me your opinions, your topic ideas, what's helped you, a little bit about you, that information is very valuable to me as you can see, because we're going to do an episode on it. So this topic, why does it even matter? Why does having less matter? And I like this question because I feel like it's being asked as a way to motivate someone. They want to know that if they go through all this work, if they're decluttering, if they're making these choices, if they're being really intentional about simplifying their home, that it's going to mean something, that it's going to give them a benefit in the long run. And you've heard my story over the years about 7 years ago, 8 years ago, I'm not even sure. I read a book called The Joy of Less by Francine J, and it just kind of opened my eyes to the responsibility I had to take control of my space, to end the power and the permission that I had permission to get rid of things that I didn't actually want in my space. So I went down to the basement. It was also dubbed the Basement of Shame. And I spent a lot of hours going through boxes and boxes and boxes there. And that started the process for us. So I've been, de- I've done a big decluttering of my house during those first couple of years. And it's something I try to do often. Decluttering is routine, right? It's not like a one and done thing because stuff still comes into your house constantly, you're still faced with decisions to bring stuff in and decisions to let stuff go. So decluttering is a constant process, a constant routine in your life. But it is a editing process, it's constantly refining your space and refining your stuff. So I want to talk about some of the benefits of doing this, why it even matters. The first one's obvious, I think it's one of the reasons we all start doing it. And that is to have a clearer space. Like if I get rid of this stuff in this space, then I have space left, right? That should be the math. And really, I don't want to underrate the value of a clearer space. Imagine yourself, close your eyes, you're in the most cluttered room in your house. How is that feeling? How do you feel in these spaces? And now, you know, if you're keeping your eyes closed, whatever, imagine a space that you love to be in. It's probably a clear space. Maybe it's a space you went on vacation and it felt beautiful and lovely and simple, There is a scientific connection between stress and clutter. What you are visually looking at impacts how you feel, how you feel in your body. So clearer space, it helps your mental and emotional health. The other part about having a clearer space is now you get to use your space. You get to use the rooms in your home, how you want to use them. Like do not sleep on the feeling of having a guest room that guests can actually use or a playroom that kids can actually enjoy playing in that is such a perk of having a clearer space is being able to use the space and we all hear that it's easier to clean it's easier to clean things the less you have to clean i think this is true like i don't have bathroom counters full of stuff well aside from my ensuite don't go into my ensuite guys that's like the inner sanctum of all my feminine messes (laughs) That sounds so gross, but you know what I mean? Just don't go there. It needs it needs some help in there. But generally the bathrooms, they're pretty simple. There's not a lot of stuff. So cleaning it is easy. You just clean the toilet and wipe the counters down. The living room, I mean, sure there's kids stuff that needs to be put away in their room, but there's not a lot of stuff to clean up. And so it is easier to clean. I do think it is. Up, But then again, like I share all the time on Instagram how messy our house gets because hashtag we live here. So it still gets messy, but it is easier to clean up in the end. The next biggest perk about having less, why it matters, is because it makes you more mindful of what you bring into your home. And for some of us, this can translate into saving money, like we're spending less money. I used to be someone who lived for the BOGO, the buy one, get one, and I would have like four t-shirts, the exact same in different colors. I don't do that anymore. I don't go for things just because they're on sale or things just to for the sake of buying something, like I don't shop for a hobby anymore. Um, I shop with a lot of intention. I've shared this over different episodes. I'll link those episodes in the show notes. It just really keeps me from um, turning to shopping as a distraction, as a hobby, as a way to keep building up this life. So I don't find myself scrolling on freebie sites. I don't find myself scrolling on garage sale sites. I'm just not in consumption mode. Like I don't want to bring more stuff in. (laughs) I used to love the idea of a garage sale, like, oh, what can I find? And now I just think if I find something, I have nowhere to put it. Like I just don't, there's no room. I, I I, like how everything is set up. I don't want more stuff. That just makes me so much more mindful because of course I still do buy stuff, right? But I'm really, really mindful about what I'm buying. The other perk is it helps you get really clear on who you are and what you want, which I think is something we all want to feel. We know that We want a sense of purpose. We want a sense of simplicity in our lives. We want a sense of authenticity, like feeling like our life represents who we actually are. One of my personally greatest compliments I've received is friends or family who come into my house and they say, it feels like you in here. That really makes me feel like I've done a good job editing my space to create the space that I want to reflect, that I desire to reflect. When you're decluttering, ideally, you are keeping what you have room for and not bringing in more than what you have room for. What comes down to it is making decisions. When you're decluttering, you are making decisions. So as you make these decisions, you need to start to ask yourself, self-reflect, what do I like to do? How do I like to spend my time? What's important to me? Does this bring me purpose? Does this bring me any sentimentality? Does this bring me use? And as you do that, you're going to weed out the identity clutter. And that's something we've talked about, like having stuff for who you were who you think you should be who you want to be it's all forms of identity clutter Not nacho just jumped up on the microphone sorry guys so weeding out that identity clutter and getting more clear on what you're passionate about what your values are like for you personally but also for yourself as a family like what's important to us as a family when you're having less you're having more of what matters having less also means knowing when to say enough there's a really beautiful podcast called the Bema podcast, which um, reviews the Bible through the Jewish culture and heritage of the time. And there's a really beautiful episode on knowing when to say enough. I'm going to link that one in the show notes. And I really like that mantra, know when to say enough, knowing when enough is enough. And I, that's something that I try to bring into even decisions about shopping for a sweater. I shared this in another episode, like I have sweaters at home. I have enough. I don't need more and really knowing when to say enough helps you keep the work you've done. It helps you keep the decisions that you've made. That's another perk, less decisions. As you simplify, you have less decisions you have to make in just going about your day. Like I have less clothes I have to worry about wearing or managing or should I wear this? And I haven't worn that in a long time. I don't have a lot of kitchen appliances. Oh, should I use this? I haven't used this in a long time. And am I ever going to use this pasta attachment? I just don't have to make those decisions anymore. And the less decisions you have to make, the less decision fatigue you get. I'll link an episode about that in the show notes. Overall, this starts to give you more confidence in your decisions, which I think a lot of us crave as well. More confidence, more security in what we're choosing. But we don't develop that confidence unless we go through the work of growing it, of growing those decision-making skills. I mentioned that a big part of this is knowing when to say enough is enough. And this, I think, has really impacted my mindset on scarcity and abundance. And it's something that I'm just reflecting on recently, that I'm just realizing after doing this for about eight years, how it's impacted my mindset of scarcity versus abundance. So there's an older episode on this. I'll link that. But scarcity is that mindset that there's not enough. There's not enough to go around. I am not enough. I won't have enough Versus abundance is that mindset that there's plenty to go around. What I have is enough. There's always going to be enough. There are two different approaches into life, right? And I noticed scarcity for myself a lot in how I felt about my home, about my closet, about my hobbies, my life, my motherhood. Like I was not enough and I needed more. I needed more in order to feel like enough, in order to feel validated And I realized I was just filling my life, my space, my mind with so much like fluff. It was just full of fluff. I was just filling it up and it felt like never enough because it wasn't the right stuff. But as you start to choose what is the right stuff, that becomes enough. You know, I don't feel like there's not enough anymore. And and it's because I got rid of the excess, the distraction that was keeping me from seeing what mattered and what was already enough, where where there already was abundance. And this is what flips it on its head for me. I didn't get more things to feel abundant. I got less things and that created abundance because I wanted what I had now. It's just like, I'm still letting this one sink in. I I think I need to talk about this more in the future because it's still like, it's really sitting with me, like being on the edge of something mega. I hope you can see how all of this decluttering, simplifying your space, how you manage your space, it translates into your life, into how you manage your life. Being intentional with your home is either a precursor or a side effect into being intentional with your life. When you are removing distractions, when you are removing things for the sake of entertainment, when you are removing the overconsumption, when you start asking why, then it changes your life it makes you more intentional, it makes you more purposeful. And that's what minimalism, I think, has trained me to do, to really ask why, to constantly evaluate things. What am I bringing in? What are my motives? Why do I want that here? Where am I going to keep it? How am I going to manage it? So this is kind of running in the background now over the years of decluttering and asking these questions. Decluttering sounds great, right? It sounds like it's something that's going to change your life. And I think it will, because it's changed mine. But I want to also be real with you that it's not always easy it's simple but it's not easy right it's a lot of uncomfortable work to go through this process physically uncomfortable emotionally uncomfortable it is uncomfortable work but in my opinion the short-term discomfort of decluttering is better than the long-term discomfort of a cluttered home and that's just my personal opinion of growing up in a more cluttered home and doing the work of decluttering here in my own home I also want to encourage you that you get to decide what simplifying looks like for you. There's no checklist. There's no like limit on how many forks you can own. You get to decide if you have 300 pieces of items in your closet and you want to reduce it to 200, that's great. If you have 100 and you want to reduce it to 20, that's great too. You get to decide whatever feels more simple to you, whatever makes you feel like a clearer space, a clearer mind, a clearer, clear of distractions, right? As I said, I'm going to fill the show notes with a whole bunch of different links that are all related to what we've talked about here today. Go check that out if you want to dig in deeper to any of these issues. And I also encourage you to stop by Instagram at simpleonpurpose.ca. That's where you'll find me on Instagram. Because I'm sharing a basement declutter that we recently did while the kids were away at the farm. So we've got the basement playroom. And like I said, this used to be the basement of shame, (laughs) I swear boxes of crap went to live out their days until they had an untimely death in a heated storage unit called my house. So as we decluttered that basement, we decided to renovate this and make it a great playroom for the kids. And many Christmases ago, we did all of that. We ripped off the paneling, the brick overlay on the walls, the like gold shade carpet, and we had new drywall, new lighting, new carpeting put in. And that's what we gave our kids for Christmas <laughs> before our kids realized that that's not really a Christmas gift kiss that kids want, but they loved it. They loved having the space. It was bright, it was clean. And then the next year we built them this really cool fort out of plywood. It had like a climbing wall and a slide and like a little like hidey hole underneath. It was so great. We had that in our basement for many, many years. Eventually they grew out of it. So this, this, um, basement playroom, I'm just trying to say like, Evolves as our kids change, as our kids grow older, as they have friends over and what their friends like to do. So, this now this basement playroom is more of a hangout space. And I've been watching how the kids play in this space with their friends, like where they sit, what activities they do. And I realized it was really cramped for how they wanted to be hanging out. So, I brainstormed some ideas, and Connor and I did like a big furniture rearrangement in the basement. We didn't bring in anything new, and we didn't actually get rid of any huge items of furniture but we just started working with what we had and moving things around we got rid of some toys that the kids have grown out of but the rest of the toys we actually just packed up and put away in the closet so I feel like this space feels so much different it's going to be used so much differently but we didn't really it didn't cost us anything we didn't have to like make mega trips to the dump and there's still a before and after that I think The kids are gonna love. They haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna pick them up tomorrow and show them. So I'm really excited for them to see that space. All right, friends, go check that out on Instagram and make sure that you're sharing your own decluttering with me. Maybe tell me why having less matters to you. I would love to hear that. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or in the Facebook group. Have a great week.